0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: What's going on, dude? You're talking to a 50-year-old man. That's how old you are that your podcast host is a 50-year-old man.
0: Happy birthday, Liss. Um, I, uh, I think I found out it was too late your time and then I... I, what, what, how do I? How can I wish him happy birthday? What medium is it going to be acceptable with lists without him being traced? So, uh, I decided to wait to do it now in, in the podcast. Happy birthday, man! Fifty years old. I, I I saw the pictures the next day. The jacket was sweet. Um, the champagne, looking good. So, yeah, man, happy birthday!
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. It was a really fun party. So we had booked this place. It's in a national park. I think I told you about it because we went there like a couple of months ago, and it's really nice. And there's three houses on this property. And you can't, if you were to buy, we looked at property there, you can't build anything that doesn't already exist because it's, this, it's a national park. and They don't want you messing with anything, no development or anything. So we went there, we stayed in this little cottage. It was really nice, but it was too small. And we checked out the other two houses, which were empty at the time we stayed there in early March. And there's one like kind of nice house, like a blue stripe around it. It's like the middle size house, two bedrooms. And then at the top near the pool, there's this giant mansion. It's like a really beautiful old, high-class Portuguese house that's on these nice quintas, these nice farms. And we kind of peered in and you know the owner is really friendly. He said, oh yeah, look in. You can look around. It's super nice. Anyway, so it was my birthday, my 50th birthday weekend. So Heather's like, yeah, we booked this and uh, on Saturday we'll have a party. We'll go up Friday. On Saturday we'll have a party. We'll stay till Monday morning. And Monday morning is my actual birthday. And on Saturday you know, we'll invite some friends and have a, a cookout or something like that. And I was like, ah, oh, sounds good so we drive up friday afternoon get there at like four or whatever and and heather's all like oh we're gonna take sasha out of school early too." friday i just realized this now and i'm like why like i just need more time to deal like pack up i gotta take a nap i'm exhausted she's like no i, I really want to get going you know so i didn't think anything about it. i'm like i don't know why you're in such a rush but so we pack everything up barely fit everything in the car like all this food and i could see she had gotten the- Giant containers of sausages, sauerkraut, and potato salad from this Austrian place that we go to all the time called Verst. That's really good. And we hadn't been in a while. She'd already like got them all their catering stuff uh, stocked in the, in the trunk. So I figured we're having that on the Saturday grill. And so we drive up and we get to the the middle house and Heather's like, just go in the house. Hold on. Sasha and I have a surprise we're going to do. Hold on. And she's like, watch, watch Oscar. So I take Oscar who actually runs off after them and I couldn't find him, but Anyway, I'm like, why do they drive there? You know, I'm in the house, but I hear the car go, and I come Out to look for Oscar, car's gone, I'm like where are they dri- Why are they driving the car? So then Sasha comes back, and she's like Yeah, we're, she kind of spilled the beans a second early But it's alright, and she said, yeah, you know Neil and Natasha are coming over, and a couple of your Friends, and so I was like, wait, right now? I thought I was going to take a nap. You know, I I want to take a nap. And suddenly I'm like locked into this 72 hour party. You know, next thing I know, I've got a wine glass in my hand (laughs) and you know, these guys are shucking oysters for me and like putting, you know, putting them in front of me and I'm like, okay, it's, I guess it started. So a bunch of my friends came up and we had uh, everything you can imagine. We had oysters the first night we had the the sausages and the potato salad and all that and oysters and meat and cheese uh, and tons of wine. And the next day, for lunch they this one of my friends ansel he's like this they run this like international food business really cool business they run this business where they, like in Mexico City or in Istanbul where they live for fourteen years or Lisbon or like a bunch of cities around the world, they know all the like really good hole in the wall places and they do food tours all over the place anyway that guy is friends with some Syrians from Lisbon who cook really good Middle Eastern, you know, Syrian food. So for lunch, we had this gigantic spread of like kebabs and kofta and baba ganoush and all that stuff. So there was that spread. (laughs) And then Saturday night, Neil, who like ran a Michelin starred restaurant and cooked in so many restaurants, makes the, the, the lamb and the, uh, the scallops with bacon that I posted and then on, on Sunday, Ansel, who's like an incredible cook himself, had smoked this por- pork shoulder in the smoker and, and made uh, tacos with these tortillas he got from this Mexican place. And then, you know, it just never ended. You know, it was like one thing, it was like one gourmet meal after another. And we had a bunch of cigars and wine and champagne and you know, I liked this really good dry apple cider that they brought. And, uh, but you know, by the end, I just, I just wanted to chill because there was a lot, There was a lot of socializing and partying, but it was
0: a. It was a good fiftieth birthday. Yeah, well done, Heather. My wife did uh, a surprise; for, got me surprised on my thirtieth. Um, but uh, yeah, that sounds uh, sounds fun, man. I wish I could have shared it with you, um, man. Someday soon, uh, love to love to visit you there. It's funny; I, we actually, no joke, got uh, uh, our Christmas card delivered back to that was sent to you just this week. So, wow. how many months is that? No, Five yeah. months. We we're uh, just so, talking about. Yeah, I'll ask you all. We're just talking you, about talking about what.
1: Well, Heather and I are talking about Portugal is kind of a nice, quiet place with all this like COVID mania and the religious tribes that are sort of amassing against one another. It's kind of a quiet place. She's like, yeah, but it kind of sucks to be in a third world country where you can't even get your mail. And she started citing a bunch of stuff that never arrived. Like uh, her, her mom sent a card to Sasha that arrived like a month late. There's still stuff that, that we're supposed to get from the UK that never, I never got. It's just funny that you mentioned that because we were just talking about that like an hour ago.
0: Yeah, I'll ask you uh, when we're finished recording uh, what I if I got something wrong or if it was just a uh, naughty. So, no.
1: I don't want to dox myself because you know, a lot of haters <laughs> yeah. out there, so I'm not gonna That's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna yeah. say it.
0: But uh But yeah. But not only that, five months later too. I mean we're in May and I yeah. sent you know what I mean? I mean, so yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah, that's pretty slow. <laughs>
1: well listen to this, I, I refiled some taxes from 2018 because I, I had a tax benefit I didn't realize that my new accountant told me about. So I like printed that stuff out last April twenty third, not this year, twenty twenty, and I was like, "Gonna get some money back," so I I did it. I printed out like all these pages, a real pain in the ass. Sent it, and in October I got the check. <laughs> like you know, I I didn't hear a word.
0: Sent it in April, got the check in October. But hey, it worked. It was good. At least it worked. Yeah. At least it worked. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so exciting man love your jacket again everyone needs to go check it out if uh if it you on your get on your that was, that was a jacket i bought for my friend's wedding two years ago
1: little i know i'd barely leave i wouldn't travel at all or you know have occasion to use it so i, I rocked
0: it um, It probably felt so good to, to be with people you know probably haven't been at, like in a, in a group setting like that in a while i bet
1: everybody felt it seemed like first of all it's incredible it's like a paradise all the kids are running around there's a pool with huge space and in the mountains grass it's like a grass surrounded pool with mountains in the background um which is also 10 minutes from the beach i think everybody was just feeling the same way like nobody had been to a party in 15 months you know like nobody had done anything fun and everybody was kind of good spirits
0: yeah i went i went to a wedding two weekends ago and it was the same way everyone was just so excited just to be out it feels like uh yeah the same so it was the same atmosphere type feeling
1: and, uh, it was funny because, uh, I shouldn't even say this, but at about 2 AM after a lot of wine, a couple of friends of mine, they were going back and forth of where, where they want to live in the world, whether, you know, some of them want to go to France ultimately or, you know, they were talking about where to live and they asked me and I was just like, you know what? I just, I don't care. about. It. You guys are focusing on the wrong thing. I just want the place where it's not a totalitarian state. And I went on like a paranoid totalitarian <laughs> state rant for like half an hour my friend had to like you know not talk me off the ledge but like he was just listening patiently he was like yeah I hear, I hear you i hear you man i'm like don't don't talk to me like i'm a crazy person man i'm telling you that's that's what i care about nobody else seems to care they're like oh gonna I mean, go back to normal i'm like i don't i'm gonna live i'm gonna go wherever it is that it's not a totalitarian state that does not surprise me that this happened yes, yes that checked yes. out but yeah it was a good it was a nice birthday
0: and um and then you know we big five zero. Yeah, five yeah. oh is no joke yeah it's the, it's the biggest
1: one you're gonna get unless you make it to 100 right
0: yeah yeah is yeah it true? yeah it doesn't get any bigger than 50 and then by 100 yeah even then you're probably not no, even I mean, aware it's going on no, real man's <laughs> parting his ass off at 100 yeah for sure yeah. um real man's sauce, hard,
1: okay. hard drugs at 100 there's no doubt about that thing oh i was gonna say about the uh jack. i was supposed to shave too i like brought like my raise i didn't know right like the party started and then i was like drinking for 72 hours and i never even shaved like, i never even i was like gonna like you know dress up and shave i did have the wherewithal to put a jacket on that was about it
0: right yeah well you got your nice uh your 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 white beard looking good yeah. white white hair yeah
1: well it makes me look a lot older too people are commenting they're like you're uh what they call it catfishing people with that uh that profile pic i'm like that oh. pic was from late 2017 it's not that old you know i mean i took that out in lisbon that's not that old <laughs> you're like oh you're using a pic from 10 years ago you know for your profile pic. i'm like no. Nah, if i shaved you'd see you know but it was a good pic yeah lisbon's just aging you extreme yeah, I mean, no, it's a good picture but it definitely you know i definitely do look a little bit older than in my other one but. so uh what next
0: want to go uh sports i uh oh, oh i got gotta, i got i got we're burying the lead here ahead. though dude yeah what's that
1: like so, I, I I don't know if you're listening just, to the XM, but the Trey Lance,
0: yeah, oh, so. the Trey area, yeah, the Trey area. You're yeah. talking. You want to talk to Trey area? Yeah, yeah Trey to the Bay. That's yeah. what you want to. Okay, yeah. you're right. That here's, is the. Here's what I'm saying.
1: You got on the XM show, and I think probably on this podcast also a couple of weeks ago, and you were like, "If they traded all those picks and got Mac Jones, that is the stupidest thing they could possibly do. He has no athleticism. Unless he's Drew Brees or Tom Brady, it's not worth it." And you were apoplectic about. Okay, the okay, yes. about the likelihood All true. correct me if I'm mistaken in, in recounting this and you were apoplectic about the, even the likelihood that they would you know it seemed increasingly likely that they were going to take Mac Jones and then when it seemed almost certain they were going to take Mac Jones on the eve of the first round of the draft last week in the podcast you, you capitulated completely and you started saying well you know Mac Jones he does have some pretty good college numbers and making up a case for mac jones you started to you were such a broken man that instead of sticking with your conviction that mac jones would be terrible and a horrible decision and that you know shanahan you were like losing faith in the niners as a as a franchise you capitulated and yet there was no need to capitulate because they never took mac jones in the first place they were never going to take mac jones so what do you have to say for yourself
0: This is partially true. It is true that I was talking myself into Mac Jones, who would have been successful in that situation. And I stand by it. I think he's going to be better than Zach Wilson, Um, man, especially with the situations they're in. Um, That is that part, I guess, is kind of true, but... I was adamant how much I hated a trading for a stationary quarterback. And I certainly more so maybe on the XM show the next day than than last week's pod. Um, I had myself sold on Justin Fields, but that wasn't the point. You know, I brought up the stat since the CBA, the new CBA, um, only one immobile quarterback um, is, has reached that second contract and that was Jared Goff. So it was, just, it was just a philosophical thing. Like, I didn't watch college, you know? And I was just like, is, is Kyle Shanahan really a donkey that would let it leak immediately, trade for a version of Jimmy Garoppolo, like all those assets for someone who could have fallen to 12? Like, that that was pretty much a nightmare. And I feel like I was pretty upset about it Thursday morning on XM. If not the podcast, it is true that I was talking myself into Mac Jones, but that's because I am a broken man. And You're yes, a desperate uh, yes broken man. And you- I threatened to sell my season tickets and I was losing sleep for a week. Um, it, I was so, so fired up for that. It was insane when he, when they called the number that was like, Dude, honestly, it was like waking up for a a big – like a Super Bowl because it was the next decade and the amount they traded. The fact they're season ticket holders. The fact I'm a psycho and care too much about a local team. It's just laundry. I hear you, Seinfeld. But Trey Lance, I I mean, dude, he is – this is what you trade those three picks for. I get it. there. He could be a bust. He has the fewest passes ever for I, that someone taking that high. I think for any any quarterback in the first round. But someone 6'4, 225 pounds, runs a four five forty, who can throw a football over them mountains. That is who you trade all those picks for. I mean, that is you know could be the difference maker. Um, supposedly a high football IQ, calling the protection at the line of scrimmage. This guy at nineteen years old threw the most passes and called football without an interception and ran for eleven hundred yards. We gotta talk fantasy. As a nineteen, I know it wasn't. It was FBS or whatever, but um, it was. Not, uh, but eleven hundred yards as a nineteen-year-old, and they count sacks in college, by the way. So. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all in now. So you can call me a nutless monkey and uh, no, whatever. Trey Lance. But, uh, I'm, yeah.
1: not, I'm not calling you a nutless monkey for being in on Trey Lance. I'm, t- I'm calling you a nutless monkey for capitulating on Mac Jones for no reason. And it turned out you didn't even need to do that. You didn't even need to do that. Dude,
0: I bet. I bet. I'm not even going to say, but I bet on him. You know, I was so like down. I was like, I, I you know, <laughs> I, bet, I, I never been so happy to lose a bet. And um, how much, yeah, you no, lose? I, how much did yeah. you pay to get out of Mac Jones? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 don't worry about it, but it's, no, no, no. uh, it, was, it more, this,
1: enough, was enough, it more than 500?
0: Not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. Was it More than 500. I would have paid more. I would have paid more if it, if, if it meant getting Trey Lance, uh, more gonna than be, yeah, okay. Okay, I'm going to take that as a yes. Yeah. more than a thousand. No, 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 it was right around your first guess. Okay. All right. Um, so what, <laughs> <laughs> what uh say six what people. um where, yeah so so the your giants you have uh you have Justin Fields falling to 11 yeah here's the problem with your giants um i'm not by the way this There's will not no be here talking There's about no Trey problem. Lance i'm in i'm in two rookie dynasty drafts uh, this this week and i've uh, already made sure to secure his services um but so why did you you made it so obvious that you wanted DeVonta Smith that it just leaks so your division rivals trade with each other to trade up and I guess you guys did get quite a bit of capital and I just don't know why you're adding another receiver, but that's just kind of a, you did get a lot of draft picks. I will say that, but I personally, the quarterback is the most important position. Obviously you had fields fall uh, I don't know. I guess Daniel Jones possibly he was playing with that, that, you know, maybe that hamstring injury. Uh, or the injuries, uh, whatever, the GM said 90% of the players wouldn't have played through it. It's possible. You know, it's possible. That's true. But to me, I, I mean, I, I know I have friends who say you should just draft the quarterback in the first round every year of the draft. Um, and, and I, and I kind of get it. So I would have gone Fields
1: yeah I, I wouldn't have been mad if they got fields i think obviously getting one of the top tier quarterbacks at 11 is great and I, I think i like daniel jones i think he's really tough dude obviously the pocket awareness is bad and that has to improve but i think realistically there's like a 20 percent chance daniel jones is the guy for them right about 20 percent. he's got to have a really good year and he's got to follow it up you know you can't just have like one good jared goff year and then suck for two more years after you get the contract you got to be good for a while i think it's about 20 percent that he's good enough Uh, so i totally would have got taking fields there but if you're the gm and obviously he knows a lot more about college football than i do and has looked into it and doesn't think fields is the guy doesn't think he's better than dimes you you either take fields or you trade down that's what you got to do and if you don't like fields you trade down and what did he get he got an extra first fourth and fifth for the 11th pick, cool. just to move down nine spots. It was a great trade. Not only that, the Chad Gettleman may not even be with the Giants a year from now. He, he may be fired, and yet he got picks for them that are gonna help their future, which no GM ever does. Then he gets Kadarius Tony, right. and True. everyone's like, oh, that was a reach, whatever. How the fuck do you know? You don't know if it's a reach. <laughs> he, he, was the, he was the guy that he liked, and Tony's like, runs a 4 3 7, playmaker in the second half of the year. I mean, whatever. I don't, I'm just reading shit. Like, I don't watch college football but right. apparently they you know they were sold on him and they liked him and you know devonta smith weighs 165 pounds tony's 195 and maybe they you know maybe they messed with the eagles maybe they got the eagles to trade up and waste capital and and they liked tony just as much they got him nine picks later and you know got another first fourth and fifth for next year it was a huge haul for the 11th pick so i think they did a great job um, they didn't get any offensive line help, which kind of surprised me. I guess Nate Solder is coming back, and uh, you know they're hoping Andrew Thomas plays better. But they invested in Will Hernandez in the second rounder a few years ago. But it was weird that they right. took a receiver. They they ha- they signed Galladay. They have Slayton. They have Shepard. Canarius Tony Ingram sucks, but he gets you know a lot of targets. Saquon catches passes. It's a loaded offense.
0: I do love your defense of the Giants. Um, I want to hear you uh, passionately defend uh, J- Sorry, John Gruden is equally next. Um, <laughs> I, say I don't know about John Gruden anymore. I tried. I, stayed, I tried to say, you know, the guy
1: won a Super Bowl and he won a division with the Raiders. I thought he was doing some things right, but they make some very strange
0: moves. I tried to, um, I will, I will say this So, Urban Meyer reportedly was, pit, was set on taking Tony and even you know, if he's his coach and he's, ups, uh, I, I believe so at least he was, um, that's part of the reason he said he got ATN instead, but I don't know if that says anything at all because Urban Meyer seems like it, just a disaster waiting to happen. Um, but I will say I'm happy that Gi- the Giants did that because that, that really eased my mind as a guy set on fields going number 11 when the Niners originally had 12, you know, I guess Mac Jones would have fallen, right. but just the fact that Fields went right there. See. kind see. You were of never going to
1: get even, Fields anyway. That was yeah, never going to happen right. so that yeah. now you can justify the trade up because you wouldn't have got Lance and you wouldn't have got Fields, so you would have had Jones right. if they exactly. didn't trade, yeah. so now you feel right. better.
0: Right. For that totally, reason alone, yeah. well, I wish they had passed on him. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but, but, but yeah, we'll see how Mac Jones does in the Patriots, uh, system and, uh, probably pretty set up, uh, pretty, pretty well there to land there. Um, but man, Trey Lance, uh, and now keeping Jimmy G too, with like the contract and no one wanting to trade that never really made sense either. So like the raw guy and now the problem with Garoppolo, I know he's not great, but you know the durability. So, um, I don't know. I think it all makes so much sense this way. Like the, uh, there's some people trying to come out and saying that Shanahan had his mind changed. And I was a little bit worried about that, but all, all evidence points otherwise that they traded for him. And, and you look back at his second pro day. There's a reason the Niners had him doing all the, like they basically had him run all the plays. So interesting and funny that guys like Schechter were just certain in their reporting, um, right away that it was Mac Jones, who was at like minus 400 at one point. Um, and uh, ended up being trade. I'm kind of fired up for Trey Sermon, an interesting running back too. So uh, really high on my Niners, if you couldn't tell. Uh, one other thing I'll bring up with football though is like super interesting. Is this Packers? Like I just moved Devonte Adams from one to five. I yeah. moved Gibson over Aaron Jones. I am uh, like I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play again for the Packers. And I i am. It's a, uh, one of my most interesting bets I made was a long shot. At, uh, it's a decent payout on the Broncos. When I thought that they were, when they were the favorites for Deshaun Watson, and you know, I thought I could have ripped up that ticket. But man, okay, I mean, lucky. Mike Clay is the Mike Clayism is the number one defensive unit of all. You know, ranks 32 units. He has them the best defense in the NFL right now. And man, those receivers—if they trade for Aaron Rodgers, I'd be pretty fired up. But interesting though, trying to do like a fantasy draft or rank them right now because who knows?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna move Aaron Jones down too. I just I moved him down a little, but I'm moving him down more because if Rodgers isn't there. That offense is going to be one of the worst in the league. And Adams, I mean, Adams is just, Rodgers throws to that guy every single time in the end zone. I mean, every time they're near the red zone, it's Rodgers to Adams. It is not going to be the same
0: without Rodgers. That's not going so, to be close. So the the thing is, I guess they had a two-year plan for Jordan Love, and they weren't even giving him backup snaps last year, and he was horrendous in the brief look they did get. So it's like, it's really bad, too. It's not just like, oh, a downgrade from Rodgers. It might be a humongous downgrade from Rodgers.
1: You know what would be a, a good thing to do is get in one of those like overall contest leagues and draft like, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Aaron Rodgers. Just draft the whole just stack and hope yeah. that he goes. And if he goes, you're going to have the whole thing loaded up. Listen to Marketplace
0: wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, that would be good for sure. Yeah, no, that's it. That's interesting because it sounds, he's stubborn, you know, had came down to like Jake Kumaro. He was upset, was cut. And he just has a bad relationship with the GM. I mean, Brett Barb's coming out and saying, you know, man, I know him. I, I don't, you know, I'd be shocked if he returns. So I don't know who knows if it's going to force him into retirement. He does have the jeopardy gig. It's just such an odd situation and he's always been, you know, just so different. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a crazy situation. My Niners are loading up. I'm, I'm he, fired up for football. Not, it was he, a fun draft. It was he's not going to retire, gonna though. Win. There's no way he's going to retire. He won so. an MVP. He's at the top of his
1: game. He's not hurt. He's not that beat up. I just I don't see any way he retires. Like He's going
0: to play somewhere. Yeah. I, I think there's a perfect trade. Yeah. The Broncos are just a perfect team. Just on, I saw, um, Bill Barnwell, yeah. Two, two first, um, Tim Patrick is our loaded receiver. Yeah, Patrick's good. Uh, actually. Yeah. Patrick, and two two first, first. Andrew, Drew Andrew, Andrew Locke. I mean, it's per it, Why not? I yeah. mean, it makes total sense. Like I said, love's or, not or ready.
1: Bridgewater. Take yeah. your pick. Take your pick. Yeah, Morris exactly.
0: Guys. Exactly. So yeah, just make, make that yeah. happen. Um, but uh, did, I, I assume obviously you didn't watch one second of the draft. You no, just followed no, the I Yeah. Watch yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I was
1: partying my ass. Actually, no, no, that was Thursday night.
0: Oh, of course it was during
1: night. No, 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 oh. no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was Thursday night. So Thursday I was home, but I was, you know, it started at like 1 a.m. my time, pretty late. So I just went right. to sleep in the morning. I checked it all out. And I was like, wow, the Giants traded down. I, I was happy. I, I feel the Giants did a good job. They got a cornerback. They got an edge rusher. They got, you know, got the receiver they wanted, even though it seems like overkill. He seems like one of those Brandon Ayuk types, that's run after the catch fast more faster than Ayuk, can serve a faster version of Ayuk. so we'll see we'll see what happens but
0: does he have the wingspan of calvin johnson though like Ayuk has i know he doesn't i don't think he does
1: okay, okay. so right. the, so the other thing is that uh the giants by the way if you want to just pretend that the niners took mac jones so you could disown them did you see what they did the giants you see the russell okung tweet uh i guess not no what they do they partnered with with grayscale says oh, whoa, uh wow, Giants nice. grayscale investments yeah. announced first bitcoin partnership of an nfl team the g-men
0: the g-men are outfitting nice well that's that's sick i did not come across that yet no you cool. got to put a futures nice. bet on them to win the super bowl now i mean this is extremely auspicious yeah i did see yeah trevor lawrence i know converted a significant amount of his signing bonus but that's nice to hear. yeah yeah um that, so fantasy wise, what we got? Uh, Najee Harris to the to the Pittsburgh's pretty good, but the other one's not great. You know, ATN and James Robinson was. And I wanted the, everyone wanted the Falcons to get a feature back. I mean, really, how confident are you to be in Mike Davis? So the other the other ones weren't. And Javante um, Williams even on Denver. I like Javante Williams. I like, I
1: like the situation. Like Melvin Gordon is just exactly the back that. Well, it go either yeah. way. Like He could be that annoying back that is just tougher and more stubborn to get out of the way than. You know, then it's convenient if you have Javante Williams, but it's also like he's not very good. He's got a lot of mileage, a lot of injuries. This is just a situation where the new guy takes over, isn't it? I mean, it's just we've seen it happen where it doesn't happen many times. But
0: I, I rank Javante Williams ahead of Melvin Gordon, even though I expect Gordon to be the starter week one. I think I ranked it back-to-back right now, preliminarily. And I think he, um, I don't know, is it a two- or three-year deal on Gordon? Who knows how real that is anyway. But I could totally see taking Williams over him. No, No problem with that. What about Trey Sermon? My guy Moser is so injury prone. I don't even think he has 300 career carries. Um, Sermon, man. Uh, really, the most interesting is what do you do with uh, Trey Lance in redraft? Does he go undrafted with Garoppolo, the starter there? Or does he have enough upside you stash? I mean, I mean, with the rushing QB like that, I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, Shanahan system, Debo Kittle, Ayuk. I mean, okay. it's, so it's, I have, they invested have, in the offensive line. I mean, it's—I don't know, man. The best play designer in the NFL. I mean, it, God, it's kind of—I don't know. Could be, could be Nirvana here.
1: My quarterback rankings are so preliminary because you know it's like Winston and Taysom Hill. Like, there's so many things that are you know. Oh yeah, that's so hard to Aiden rank. No. There's so many things yeah. you know, and I have I have Lance at 28 and Jimmy G at 33 right now. But, I, you know, part of it's that Jimmy G could still get traded. You know, who knows, right? I mean, maybe Rogers ends up in Green Bay and Jimmy G goes to, well, they won't trade for Jimmy G because they traded for Bridgewater. And while Jimmy G is better than Bridgewater, it's like it's not enough to, like, make another trade. Rogers is enough to, yeah. to like override that former trade, but I don't think they would trade for Jimmy G. Well, Newton and Mac Jones, I mean, it's totally in flux right now.
0: Yeah, no, it is tough. It would. Uh, I see the, the online championships start tomorrow night. I believe the first one I'm half tempted to join it because I have the sickness, stack, but, stack
1: um, those Broncos and see what happens. Yeah. hope that yeah, stack I those Broncos and then draft Rogers and see what happens. You wouldn't, you could still get your, you wouldn't have to take any of those Broncos till the fourth round. You know, you, I'm probably not in the, the fifth round. You could probably go fifth round, Judy, sixth round, Sutton, seventh round Rogers and you're yeah, good. Yeah, would get Noah Fant in the eighth. In you're blood.
0: good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, your Guy William earlier, yeah. and I like it. Yeah, yeah. That, like that would be a – So you didn't answer me, though. Trey Lance. What if the season – so so Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter. We're August. It's right. just Trey Lance going undrafted in you – know, in, One in, QB, uh, like the NFC in, 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 the, in the NFC leagues. Yes, yes. Uh,
1: yeah, probably. I don't know. Someone may take him. I mean, you know, with the last pick or something. I mean, there's so many guys, though, like yeah. that. I mean, Fields is just like him. I mean, it would be like stashing Jalen Hurts last year. Uh,
0: how is Fields just like him, though? I mean, he played one place for the Bears. I mean, it's one place for the Niners. I mean, it's. I guess. What do you mean, just like him? I'd say just like him, only the exact opposite, maybe. No, just I like mean, him. What do you mean? In the sense that,
1: you know, you have a dual you know how many
0: quarterbacks have thrown 4,000 yards in the Bears' history? Zero. Do you know who threw the second most yards ever in NFL history over 16 starts? Nick Mullins. I mean, what are you talking about? It couldn't be the most opposite situation. Yeah.
1: Well, I just, I didn't mean the situation. I just mean that you got like a dual threat QB who is behind a starter that's not there for a while and if he pops he pops I mean the running QBs are worth so much and look at Jalen Hurts I was an Eagles team with no wide receivers and you know terrible offense and Carson Wentz was horrible and he takes over for three games and suddenly like you could start that guy every week so that's what I meant. I
0: don't want to get into a so so rookie I'm not gonna, rookie to so, Sorry, as in the Chicago is, is San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. You got me very very excited there. Sorry. Uh, you, know, you know, fantasy pros dynasty draft. So just a rookie draft. Um, uh, super flex. How who would you have taken with the first pick? Super flex uh, rookie only draft. Uh, I mean, don't really worry about your team. Whatever. Just well, in I would a take
1: Trevor draft. Lawrence so <laughs> without a doubt. I wouldn't,
0: okay. You, so he went. So he did go number one. Who would you take number two? I, I, who would you take number two? I would probably take you have Harris like top 10 right now, but would you take a, a running back in a over, you know, Zach Wilson well, or Lance I mean, that's or a, Fields that's a, or...
1: One Q, that's a one QB format that he's that high. Yep. I, I moved him down to like 11 or 12, but yeah, I, right. so
0: in super flex, who would you take? Uh, I would probably, probably take Najee Harris the second. Mm, okay. I had the fifth pick and I traded my third rounder to move up to number two, just like Kyle Shanahan. I wasn't uh, worried about overpaying. So I, I did I mean, that for the may last. not be good. You know, I mean, that's the thing. We just don't know. Totally. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's. Totally. I thought it's Vince
1: possible. Young was going to be amazing when he came to the NFL. I was like, that dude, uh, see how he played in that championship game against USC? It was incredible. It was one of the greatest. I remember, like, yeah, me and you I've were talking.
0: Seen. I know, on one of the <laughs> RotoWire tips, we were talking, trying to talk to, I forgot his name. Uh, is it Kyle or something? He was like a Tennessee beat writer for RotoWire. And we were talking, we were hyping him up. Me and you were saying Vince Young should be ranked so high. I was yeah. with you. I was with you. Vince Young, running quarterback, and he was so
1: good in college. I mean, like, c- come on. This guy's going to be amazing. So he's yeah, actually for sure. okay
0: for a year. How do I keep, your, keep, keep Vince Young's name separated from, yeah. from Trey Lance for now? But, um, but yeah. You never know. He could be uh, the next, you know, he could be the next, like, dual
1: threat superstar QB. Yeah, I no, know, just you know just to like be clear. Kyler Murray was the first overall pick, and we still don't know if he's good. We know he's exciting. We know he's a good fantasy quarterback, but is Kyler Murray going to be a guy that lifts the Cardinals to multiple – deep playoff runs I don't think we know yet you know in year three like you usually know Patrick Mahomes we knew right away like oh holy shit this guy's incredible Watson he tore his ACL his rookie year but we're like it's pretty you know he's pretty great right away both those guys are way better than Kyle Kyler Murray
0: for example yeah, no. To be clear, if you squint hard enough, you could I could be accused of being a homer making those trades and right. this opinion. I have yes. I, I, that is yes, clear. It really but uh, I couldn't agree with you more about Kyler Murray. By the way, I I, I have uh, Hertz ranked one spot ahead of him even in fantasy right now. Do you know what Kyler Murray got uh, in the second half? Uh, YPA last year? What like six or something horrible? Yeah, in the sixes, dude. Six point six, six point six. The hurt shoulder could maybe just explain all of that. And he ran like crazy. But I agree, the jury is out on Kyler Murray for sure. Yeah. And that's adding. And last year, he was a year older, so stay who stayed healthy. So uh Isabella they took over DK Metcalf, that was not, not great. So yeah, I'm with you on Murray. It's the jury's up.
1: Yeah, just look at the picture of Isabella and DK Metcalf and be like, which one of these guys do you want running with the football <laughs> trying to, you know, while people, while large, fast people are trying to hit and tackle them? i will be like, I'll take that guy. I'll take that jacked guy who's like 230 pounds and even fat well, they're about the same. Actually, is just as fast, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, Kyler Murray, I have no doubt about his fantasy uh, production. I think he'll be a monster, but is he a good quarterback? Uh, it's hard to tell.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, how's your baseball team doing?
1: Not great. It was funny because I have uh, in, the, in the first beat, Chris, list that you're in, I think you're still in first in that, and that league, I'm like, why didn't I do well? I, I took Garrett Cole, my first pick. That was a great pick. My third pick was Kershaw. He had a bad outing yesterday, but you know he's been good. I'm like, what's the problem with this team? I'm like, oh, yeah, I took Francisco Lindor with my second pick. And with my, like, fifth pick, I took Gleyber Torres. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is my problem. I just don't, my offense is horrendous. So I got some work to do in that league, but that one's bad. My main event is in 14th. Juan Soto just can't get back soon enough. And, again, Gleyber Torres in all my leagues. The only team that's really good is my tout team, my L top.
0: Um, I haven't, my teams have not been doing as well. I'm just looking right now on that. B- now one. 16th I'm 16th overall in that, in that one. I'm so. 16th overall in that one. Yeah. I, I have you know, my guy, Jake McGee. I'm going to cry. Guy has a guy guy's dealing with freaking, uh, COVID effects. And then you pitch him in Coors field. The guy can't pitch in Coors field. Anyway, that's frustrating. Um, but, um, yeah, I've suffered some, actually quite a decent amount of, of, of injuries too. So been, been not as great since uh, we last talked, but yeah, 16th overall, I'll take, I'll take that. Uh, I'll take that, but, um, um, yeah, I, there's depth, dude, injuries are hitting the position dude. players, um. So hard. Like I I mean, I, should, I want to jinx it here, and obviously DeGrom is dealing with something, but the position players are going down like flies. You know, I have Votto in a ton of leagues, his stack has suggests he was gonna get big. He just broke his thumb. Nico Horner, I had I, these guys like I'd sneak like really counting on in these main events and stuff. And I have Alejandro Kirk and oh, Kirk. Um, I picked ah, him up in the main event for 75. Yeah. He hits a
1: couple of homers. I'm like, that's a great pickup. I'm set I have him and Omar Narvaez, a catcher. I'm desperate for hitting. At least I got solid at catcher. Both those guys on the DL, and in yeah, you know, the same week, they're just both. I was set, and then I have nothing. Do you remember there was a league that I drafted all hitting in? It was only hitting. Yeah, that's the one guys.
0: I didn't do. It's a, the one of the Chris lists I didn't do. Right. Yeah. So
1: in that league, my first pick was Christian Yelich. Okay, obviously. Oh. Okay. My second pick is Bryce Harper. He's out this week too. He's on my bench. My third pick was Eloy Jimenez, yeah. out for the year basically. He had dropped. Him. Uh, my yeah. fourth pick was Vlad. Okay, that guy's doing well. Fifth pick was Gleyber Torres, done nothing. Sixth pick, Javi Baez has been good. Seventh, Moncada has been not very good. And eighth, Kettle Marte, my last hitter that I took before taking pictures, has also been on the DL all year. So basically, four of my guys are on the DL. One of them is Torres. And my pitching is outscoring my hitting in that league. So it's just, there is no point in drafting hitting. Like, you should be, of course you're doing well, because it's not just that you got a lot of good pitchers. It's that the hitting
0: is avoiding the landmines. It, yeah. it, all yeah. you know.
1: And you know what's annoying is in my main event, uh, I took Soto, which to me that was like a very safe pick. I mean, they're all yeah. safe, but like Tatis, who looked like that was a problem, is great. Acuna has been great. Betts has been fine. He's actually
0: sucked since that. Uh, yeah. uh, maybe home runs since, but whatever. That maybe it's possible it's That ten runs
1: and three steals.
0: I mean, he's, yeah, and he's bat- just saying out. that turn from that injury has he been may, way.
1: It may later. be an issue later, but I mean, to date, you're you've done totally pulling. you know so tatis acuna Betts has been fine trey turner's been great degrom cole trout i mean pretty much i took yelich over trout by the way in that league uh, bieber i mean pretty Guy much lindor. all of the top guys except soto are you know really in the, and then yelich you have in the other league two by four there's the only two guys that busted so Lindor. oh lindor is a second rounder but yeah i got him in, in the first one so in one league i have yelich and one league i have Soto and one league. I have Lindor and, uh, and the only league that I didn't get any of those mine you know, those landmines was uh, the FOMO league that I'm in third place in with you, that the other one, the last beat Chrysalis, but you're still way ahead of me. But at least that team with Tatis being healthy is not, it's not like right. Dead.
0: And do, I hope you had our guy, Brandon, uh, sir, Brandon belt active in your lineup uh, yesterday. he had seven RBI in the first inning and he had five RBI in the first inning in game one and two RBI. And it's like, that's pretty, pretty good.
1: So, that yeah i actually traded kershaw in that in the staff keeper league kershaw was 50 bucks i traded him for a four dollar belt and Schuler, who i shared the team with was he was not happy with that trade I, we, we were going to drop kershaw we we're going to cut him because we, we we would have had no money at the auction we couldn't keep all these pitchers i should have cut luis castillo for 46 instead but he's cheaper so we, we traded kershaw and or actually offered both and they chose kershaw and i said i'll take any one of these guys one of them was like brendan rogers before he got hurt and they're like "No, they gave me the four dollar belt and she was not happy about it and now uh he hasn't he hasn't followed up on that conversation with me but i'm sure he's very happy An 18 team league to get brandon belt for four bucks
0: yeah he's on paste uh, i just wrote about him so conveniently so i'll give you credit because
1: uh, P- i was going to blame you <sighs> if that trade went bad so i have to give you credit <sighs>
0: oh. On pace now, thirty-three homers, ninety-seven RBI, and eleven steals, despite a start recovering from heel surgery, mono, and And COVID. So, yeah, and Oracle Park has remained neutral, which to me means like kind of good news because it's going to get hotter. You know, it's that's that's the thing. So it is not played like an extreme pitchers park they've left the, the whatever the netting the same so I feel like that's going to be good for him too so so yeah he'll get hurt soon don't he's 33 33 and always hurt anyway so expect an injury but while he's out there like even getting the steals is pretty helpful so
1: that's he um, a robust virome now he's got a lot of different additions to the virome, so he's he's yeah. he'll be fine
0: i got i got one thing for you list randomly i um so i got a uh, jury summons for jury duty i've never never done it in my life um i'm gonna call basically right when we when we finish here um so i may not be able to on the xm show tomorrow's for tomorrow morning and you call the night before you know to see and um, i've actually come to the conclusion um uh that i kind of wanted to kind of want to experience it as a life event uh never never done it so if it's a uh, some crazy, uh, trial or something. I'm kind of embracing it. Uh, what are your thoughts? Have you ever, have you ever experienced the uh, judicial system through that manner?
1: Well, I, when I was in law school, I worked in criminal court and federal court, but in criminal court, you know, I was, I guess going through law
0: ju- school, you probably have seen a little bit, a few well, more things no, I mean, than just I have. Because
1: a lot of law, you know, lawyers and law students haven't seen it because they went you know to corporate law firms or whatever in the summer. But I went to criminal court. Okay. so I was sitting next to the judge in this like separate area And they would bring in these dudes with the leg and arm chains and be like, you know, you're charged with this and you're charged with that. And it was sometimes like, it was usually just drug. You know, this is in the 90s. It was like crack, you know, minor crack drug offenses. But once in a while it was murder or kidnapping or arson or something like that. And, you know, I was watching the legal proceedings and there were trials every Friday. Uh, But like Monday through Thursday, they were just like processing people, like taking pleas and doing other things. Uh, so I've seen it up close and, and I've been on, I've gotten jury duty a couple times and I got out of it immediately. I just, you know, when the prosecutor, I said to the prosecutor, I said, you know, I worked in criminal court in law school and, you know, the resource disadvantage for the defendant is just extreme. And I, I don't think the system treated them very fairly. And of course the prosecutor gets rid of me because, you know, they can challenge three jurors each. They got rid of me and I knew right. they were going to get rid of me. And that's why I said that. Um, it's also because it, Was largely true, (laughs) but so so I would not. I would try to get out of it, uh and especially if I had to wear a mask. I'm sure you're gonna have to wear a mask. Oh yeah, that's kind of hell.
0: Probably. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. Yeah. So
1: I would not want to sit indoors in a mask for eight hours a day for a week or whatever. So I would not be doing it. If you, it it is an experience. I mean, my brother did it and. (laughs) you know, it's just people, I think he became the foreman. So, you know, it's like, kind of
0: crazy, ah, see? Crazy yeah, crazy. that is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't well, worry. No we'll one's going to choose happens. you as the
1: foreman. They won't, they won't choose you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have to definitely not have to worry about that. Yeah. Name the reasons that they'll, they'll, they'll have so many reasons to get me off that trial so quick. Anyway, both, both so, sides. Somehow
1: you'll end up as the defendant, you know, it that the defendant <laughs> will be in the jury box and you'll be uh, on the defendant's chair. <laughs> the, the, uh, now do you know that it's even criminal though? Cause it can be civil. It could be a civil suit, which is super boring. Usually.
0: Oh, uh, I don't think I know yet. No, I, if I did, I didn't look at it good enough, but I'll, I'll look more into it when I call. Um, Cause yeah, I should figure out what the case is when I call after, after 5.00 PM or whatever the night before. But, um, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. If I don't talk to you in XM tomorrow, I'm not, uh, I'm not ducking you with the Mac Jones stuff. Um, I'm, oh, I'd trust love, me, it will
1: be way worse if you're not there. What's said about you? And you'll, you'll way <laughs> no rather doubt. be
0: there to defend yourself.
1: Now, I already yeah. did it. Today. I'll
0: call from the jury box. I'll call from the jury box. Yeah. Yes, I actually listened today. Yeah. Yes, you guys heard my name. Like, what did I do now? I don't even. Know. I didn't even. Couldn't even think of what I did. Like, ah, I think you're you're embellishing a bit, but that, that's fine. It must,
1: it must be fun for a nutless monkey like you to be so famous that you're hearing your name on the national radio show weekly. Yeah, yeah of course.
0: Yeah. So, um, what else, man? Uh, anything else going on? You see Russell Westbrook? Uh, what he did the other night? I know you're really into hoops, but that guy had twenty boards and 24 assists. Oh. He's uh, only two players in NBA history have 20 rebound, 20 assist games, Wilt Chamberlain. And that was Westbrook's second time. That's pretty wild. So that's video game numbers, man. That's, also, that's great. Like 30, You could
1: average 31 or 32. Like he's what a beast. And he's like six. What is he like? Six, four.
0: Yeah, that sounds, yeah, I don't know. I'm not good at that. That sounds about right. I think I also, think I also I right now. Hold on. If only there were a website
1: that had his height.
0: Yeah, he, um, 6'3", 200 is is listed as. And I heard also if he he could average zero. How are
1: you getting 21 rebounds? What a beast. 6'3", 200 is like a a midget in the NBA. A small dude. 6'3", 200, that's like nothing. How tall are you, like 6'2"?
0: No, 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 I'm barely six, one, not even oh, Yeah, 6'1". six, six and a half. Yeah. Right. He, um, no, he, I know he steals boards, but man, that's a, this, he could average 0.0 rebounds and zero assists over the rest of the season and still average a triple double, which will be his fourth time in his career averaging a triple double. I mean, that was just unheard of the first time he did it. It's, I know it's adjusted for eras, but that guy, that, those are pretty crazy numbers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what, uh, that's all I got. The uh, only thing, uh, if you wanted to watch a comedy, Bill, Bill Mars, the, the Bitcoin segment, did you check that out? I that made the rounds. No, on the I internet. Yeah. Okay. Well, he, he, he spent 10 minutes of his show, um, uh, dissing it and people had, a uh, had fun with him on the internet. They, about 10 years ago, he had a similar segment talking about how funny it is to have a, uh, a, a, a phone that takes pictures. Right. And, and everyone mocked it too. So the, hopefully this one ages, uh, similarly as is, is poorly, but, um,
1: I, I, don't yeah, think, I don't think i don't think people are taking investment advice from bill maher i'm sure he got destroyed on on twitter because the uh the cyber hornets are fierce uh did you
0: see that oh the Chamath Chamath uh, not uh, talking uh anymore because of the the bullies actually the the plebs or, the plebs well, or plebs. Well, I
1: what got. i mean he was a dick he was like a he was just a real arrogant dick to those to that guy like i'm rich and you're not i'm super rich right it was like Right, you know, right. He is, but it's just it's just uncouth. It's and he is on, Warriors, he, he is a a player, a wheeler dealer. Chabant is a slick dude. You know, he's a very polished, smooth guy. And that's the antithesis of these guys who are just like not political like this. They don't have the they're not the smooth corporate guys. And so there's there's a big difference between the sort of investment professional, slick, polished sort of suits. I know Chamath doesn't think he's a suit probably because he thinks he's like the Silicon Valley version of that, but like that's the new suit. You can see that coming from a mile away. And then uh And then thoughts on go ahead, go ahead. Oh, then the other big thing was that all these banks are going in big now, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, hundreds of banks want to carry it. And this is really interesting because I don't know if it was Pierre Richard or one of these guys was talking about this that the central banks want to make a digital currency that's like the currency and they want to be able to like push that currency into your account or push that, you know, taxes, everything. Just have a, a giant digital currency to spy on everybody and also to control taxes and tax evasion and money laundering and have just pure control over the entire system. And that kind of but the thing the problem with that is the commercial banks actually get kind of cut out. They're the middlemen in that scenario. You don't need a bank then if the Fed can just push digital crypto digital currency into a digital wallet that you have. There's no need for like Bank of America or you know, JP Morgan or any of these banks. So there was some thought, and I probably don't know enough about the banking system to really make the case as well, that the banks are going to adopt Bitcoin aggressively and fight the Fed because it's just for survival. Hmm. You know, if they have a bunch of Bitcoin and Bitcoin services, they're going to want that to be the existing thing, not this digital Fed coin that just basically obsoletes the
0: banks. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I didn't see that coming. I did see this. Uh, you shot me that uh, right before we started recording. I saw you, you, you shot me that on Signal. That's, that's seemingly good news, right? That'd have to be bullish, right?
1: I mean, it went up a bit. It's 57 right now. And
0: I, I just think like this little fluctuations that we So thoughts at- on Ethereum, man? Thoughts on Ethereum?
1: I don't know anything about it. My friend, my friend texted me and said, I don't understand Ethereum, a good friend of mine. And I said, neither do I. Who the hell understands it? It's like some techno mumbo jumbo that I, I, I try to read it a couple of times. I'm like, I don't even know what they're talking about. This world computer and that. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I understand Bitcoin to an extent. I understand it decently well uh, for my technical skill level, and I understand the purpose of it. And Michael Saylor is an incredibly uh, articulate advocate for it, articulate. and he really, he really like you know Nick Carter. You like those guys speak. Uh, Andreas Antonopoulos is first guy I started like listening to about it. I've never heard anyone explain the Ethereum in a way that, that I thought, oh, this is so obviously necessary and needed and this is going to be the next big thing. I've heard a lot of people say a lot of stuff and I don't know what the hell that thing is. So I, I, It's not interesting to me. I don't want to make the mistake of saying I know it's a fraud or a scam like a lot of the guys I follow think. A lot of the guys I trust think it's a total fraud. But you know, I, they, they think you know it's not auditable. There's a huge pre-mine for Vitalik, a bunch of stuff. But I don't really know if if you're invested and you made money on it, you know don't sell an account of me. I, I, I'm just not knowledgeable enough.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, I hear mostly that negative stuff too. Always had, but guys, I respect like Kerala Bob is now saying if you don't respect it now, you're just too much of an extreme maximalist or whatever. So it's kind of and obviously the price is is all time high. So I was just curious, but yeah, I just I'm on the sidelines for that one myself yeah, too. But um, it. yeah, it's definitely. Nope. I mean, that 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 guy's a billionaire now, Vitalik. I mean.
1: Oh, well, yeah, well but, but uh, he pre mind is like, you know, he got some for himself and then made it. I, I don't know. I don't, you know what? I shouldn't even be weighing in on this. Cause I'm saying, no, he didn't. That's what the maximalists say. Yeah, no, no, we, I, I brought it up. I read yeah, the I'm maximalists. Either. Just, so that's who I'm, that's my source. Totally. I, 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 hear I hear found you. those guys I to be very you. trustworthy about everything that I've discovered, but you, you can never, I would never trust, never trust anyone else's opinion and make it your own. Do you know what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah. You, you can say this guy's smart and I, it make me look into this, but it should just make you look into something. It shouldn't make you adopt the opinion because people are wrong about all sorts of stuff. You know, smart people are wrong about all sorts of stuff. So it's very dangerous. You know, just one guy, this guy Macroscope, who I follow on Twitter said, you know, in the late '90s the mania started happening for all. I can't even remember these stocks. Red something, Red Cats, Red Red Hat. Something. There's some. There's a whole bunch of tech stocks in the late '90s in the in the dot com bubble that went crazy, and then everything crashed. And those are worthless, but. You know Amazon, Apple, Google. You know a few. Well, Google didn't exist. I don't think as a public company until like two thousand three. But you know the, the the legit stocks survived, and not only survived but took over the world. And there were all these, but in the late stage of it, all these like shitcoin stocks uh, got pumped like crazy, and some people made a lot of money if they got out at the right time. But whoever knows what the right time is? So I'm not touching any of that stuff. If somebody explained one of them to me, not just some hype bullshit, but if I understood it as well as I understood Bitcoin and I saw a compelling use case, you know, maybe I would change my mind. You don't want to say there's nothing that's going to do well except Bitcoin, but that's the only one that I feel strongly or know about enough to say anything about.
0: Cool. Good deal. All
1: right, man. What else you got? One of our uh, followers, I forget his name, Kent Kangley, great name, He, he liked what we were talking about last week about the, to contrast the Two ways of life. right? One way is to take care of your health, take care of your finances, take care of your family, take care of your professional responsibilities, take care of your local neighborhood, you know, shop, you know, go to the local restaurants that are good, try to buy local, clean up your dog shit, you know, the, just being sort of a good steward of your area, your local area and your life versus trying to fix the world, try to make rules for other people outside your jurisdiction, trying to say how everyone else should be, trying to decide you know, giant rules for everybody. And the case I made was was basically that, you know, each person knows his local area well, knows his own family well, knows his own health situation and what works for him well. And nobody else knows it nearly as well. And we don't know that much about everybody else in the rest of the world. And it's not up to me to decide what you should do or, you know, whether you should take this medicine or that medicine or you shouldn't take this medicine or this drug should be legal for you or whatever. I shouldn't be deciding this stuff for you because I don't know your circumstances very well, but I do know mine. And I should be left alone by other people to administer my life the way that I see fit. And I just wanted to expand on that a little bit, the, the idea that everybody doing the best for themselves and their community and their local area is what creates incredible cities. You know, people building beautiful homes. You look at the most beautiful architecture from Europe. It was so old. People built, most of them were self-built. People who built their houses themselves. They weren't fancy architects in these top-down government projects. The most beautiful buildings are, are designed, sometimes they're architects, but designed by the builders in beautiful neighborhoods. And, and this incredible architecture, incredible cities that were built was just local stuff. And evolution is... Each creature trying to survive, trying to carve out a little niche for himself, and that's—it's not. Oh, I'm going to design planet Earth, and I'll see how uh, many—I'll design how many birds and what colors they should be, and it wouldn't—it wouldn't be as good as each creature uh, adapting to the Hmm. environment and and doing its best to, uh, you know, to prosper for itself. And you know, people say, "Oh, that's really selfish. You got to think about other people." Well, you are. I mean, you're taking care of your family, which is really important because if you raise good kids, then your kids will contribute you know they'll have something to offer they, they, it's a human need to contribute you know it, it's actually a basic human need to contribute and to feel like you're contributing and to be part of something and if you raise your kids so that they can be contributors i'm definitely failing because sasha like won't even walk the dog but i'm saying one it's not yeah. me if they have something to offer if they if they feel it's important to have a skill or, or a, a trade or a they care about their 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 job or they they feel like it's important to be accountable on their end for what they're working on you, know, the, you're, you are doing everything for the society for the globe that's what you do raise critical mm-hmm. thinkers people who are not going to succumb to you know, the, the whims of the crowd they, that are not going to get you in some horrible situation where everyone's complying with arbitrary rules and suddenly society's locked down um, when there's, there's no scientific proof of the efficacy of that and there's huge cost to that so you know, I, I just feel like critical thinkers raise them you're, you're doing great for the world that's the best you can do you know, teach them to eat healthy, teach them to take care of themselves, teach them, teach them to, to ask things from other people, but not to demand them, teach them to, to basically handle their their life around them and, and not to think that anyone owes them something. And I, I feel like, you know, so to me that's important, but I feel like there's a huge push right now and I think it's just very convenient for people who want to have more power and control to, you no, know, I'm going to say what, what should be right for the whole world and how you should behave and you need to wear a mask and you need to do this. You can't go here, and to me that is is destructive because you don't really know what other people are thinking or, or what the context is or, or anything. You know, if, if you want to be a certain way, you want to be a vegan, you should do that. You should absolutely do that. There is just a huge amount of people who want control over everybody else, and I find that dangerous and ultimately just a, a disaster. And, and the people who want the greater good, they want to do this for the greater good, but. The the people who try to bring about the greater good for everybody are the people who usually end up creating the most misery for everybody. And the people who are just taking care of themselves and their community and their Uh job and their kids and and trying to raise kids to be good people uh, are actually doing the greater good for the whole society, even though they're not thinking about the greater good. They're just doing what's in front of their face
0: well well said um, I'm trying to do my part with the localization headed to the farmer's market as soon as we end this our first one of the year excited for that I live in a nice. relatively small city um, and I can't uh, promise the as far as uh, kids contributing to society but Chloe did restart indoor soccer which I'm super excited about you know she had not been doing any sports for the past year and she's actually fast I don't know I need a, a maternity test or paternity test or maybe yeah, both but um, she's uh, yeah she's fast. she's fast and uh and in co-ed and, and and getting a kid got thrown out for trying to throw her down like she's uh it's i'm fired up much out there but anyway i'm trying to contribute uh locally here with uh the, with, with the uh, with the little part i can with the stuff you said but yeah well 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 said Liz. yeah
1: i just I, you know but it, people are going the other direction you know? yeah
0: i know i know they are i know
1: i know but, but and, and i but, think by the yeah. way
0: i think there should be a safety
1: net for people who can't do it right like some people are just damaged and difficulties and it's not possible for them to i've got friends you know who just fuck ups you know they they can't do it like they just I, you want to be like dude you know snap out of it but like you know they would if they could i i, I believe that so i think there should be some sort of humanity and safety net but oh yeah absolutely oh, yeah. should be encouraged to to be self-reliant and strong you know you shouldn't be encouraged to be weak if you if something happens to you or you get injured or something, of course the society should take care of those people. And then also like give them opportunities to contribute because they, it doesn't matter what your situation is. You're going to want to contribute and it's not just want to, it's like a need, it's a human need, but I I should definitely be incentivizing and encouraging a sense of, um, a sense of self-reliance responsibility, not, you know, not responsibility, scolding people who disagree with you, but you know, real responsibility in your immediate life, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well okay. said, man. All
1: right. That's all I got. All right, man. Uh, anything else you gave your, uh, any movies shows?
0: Um, no, that's pretty much all I got. Oh, uh, search party is a good show to, um, to binge search party on HBO max. Um, sure. I haven't thrown out a show in a while search party on HBO max. Um, good stuff list and, and happy birthday, man. 50th birthday. Once again, happy birthday. Thanks man. 50 is no joke.